This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley, and today we're going to get a little bit of an update on the African American Film Critics Association celebrating this year 15 years. And if you are a film buff, as I am, you may have noticed this month that there is a festival of sorts on Turner Classic Movies, a film showcase that showcases the black experience. Our guests in the studio today are the founder of the African American Film Critics Association, my dear friend Gil Robertson, and Rhonda Rache Penrice is a former guest on this program. I think the first time, Rhonda, we talked, it was for your book, African American History for Dummies. Is that what we did? Yes, we did. And you did a fabulous job. And that's been a long time ago, but it's good to see you both again. Gil, congratulations on 15 years. Nice piece this week in Variety. Yes, we're thrilled. Uh, we're, we're, we're happy to celebrate. It's been 15 long years, as you know, uh, growing this organization. So it's always gratifying to uh, get positive acknowledgement or constructive acknowledgement for your work. You've worked very hard for the last 15 years, but I we were talking in the elevator on the way to the studio, and my comment was, I think you really began to take off this 15-year overnight success that is your organization. What, three, three, three and a half years ago, Oscars so white. I think that was really a breakthrough moment for the organization. Would you agree? Certainly in terms of the public being aware of who we are. And now you have, as I mentioned in our open, a showcase on Turner Classic Movies. Uh, tell me about that. Tell our audience about that, how it came to be. And then, Rhonda, what, how you've played a part in all of this as well. It, you know, a big part of my job as the president uh, of uh, the African American Film Critics Association is to identify partnerships and programs that we can uh, become a part of in order to amplify and cement our, um, our footprint you know, uh, both public-facing and industry-facing. And so about a year ago, I met with uh, Valerie Maras, who is an executive over at TCM, and uh, with the idea that we curate some programs around the black experience in cinema. She thought it was a good idea and took it to Charlie Tabish, who is the vice president of programming, and uh, we got the green light. And so, um, you know, there was a lot more to do, but, you know, they got it. They recognized the value of black stories and uh, they wanted to provide a showcase for them. I'm sure the fact that Black Panther this year made more money than anything perhaps influenced that decision a little bit, would you say? And I would agree. I would agree. Black Panther has certainly been a game changer on a multitude of fronts. So we thank you, Ryan. And also, I mean, Turner, we do have to give credit, I guess, a few years ago, over a decade ago, they did do a similar program to this. But Gil is such a visionary in where he sees the African American Film Critics Association as a bridge not only to those of us who support the films on the ground level, but as part of the fabric of this industry. And even though Oscar's So White put a spotlight on it, it's very important to note that this structure was already there to step up for that moment. 
Absolutely. And you said you were able to curate the content. So it's an entire month. Explain to the audience how it works. Well, it's every Tuesday and Thursday throughout the month of September. Uh, the members of AFCA uh, literally take over primetime on those evenings. Uh, and what you'll see uh, is every night uh, that we're on, are, they're broken up into themes. So tonight's show, you'll have, so what you will see is that every night is broken up into themes. For instance, black identity, how Hollywood has dealt with racism, black musicals, black romance, black comedies, and on and on. Um, once we identified the themes for each night, we then began to dig through, you know, various catalogs to find movies that, you know, fit those themes. And so it was a back and forth process. Rhonda and I worked very closely in identifying our initial set of films. We had our members vet it, and then we took uh, the list to Turner, where they gave us their input, and just around and around and around until we finally you know, uh, have the film, the 32 films that uh, you'll see during this month. Can you give us some examples of, of things we have to look forward to? Obviously, we will have the first two nights of content this week as, as we're talking. Yes, Black Identity in Film. Um, each night, there are four films. We start at 8 p.m. And so the AFCA members uh, introduce you to the films. Uh, you watch the films, and then we come and we discuss. For the kickoff, Black Identity in Film, Gil Robertson and I, Rhonda Vache Penrice, are your guides for the evening. And we kick off with the 1920 Oscar Michaud film, Within Our Gates. We go into the original Imitation of Life, the 1934 version. Then we go 1949 to Pinky, and we wrap it all up with 1991 Daughters of the Dust, Julie Dash. And it is a phenomenal conversation about what our representation on film has been, how others have presented us, and also how we have presented ourselves. And that sets the tone for the rest of the nights, where we kind of go into the interior lives. I mean, the black romance segments should like resonate with a lot of people in the sense that you know we don't see a lot of black love and here you have a body of films like there's Anna LaCosta there's a warm December and you know people are not aware that these things exist which is why the black experience on film is so crucial because it documents and acknowledges our presence in this industry since the very beginning. And then when you take what you're saying there, Rhonda, with the work of the acclaimed creator and director Ava DuVernay, who has won such critical praise with just one television show in particular, Queen Sugar, because of the diversity of the directors, the cast, and how well, breaking it down, how well lit the show is to show the beauty of the characters. Yes, I mean, here you have to understand this is an ongoing conversation. So everything about the black experience on film won't be easy for people because we are oh. confronting some of those things about, you know, when you have an industry that is 
composed of people who know the experience intimately and those looking at it from the outside. So this is very much a discussion point, too, because not all of the characterizations that you're going to see throughout these 32 films is going to be pleasing to you, and down they should be downright disturbing to you. And so it's very important that we confront what a lot of that imaging has been and also show you some of the gems that a lot of people aren't aware of. Like even with the kickoff in September 4th, we have a lot of people talking about Lemonade, but still a lot of people haven't seen Daughters of the Dust. And they don't necessarily know about the experience of Africans on the sea islands, in this case, South Carolina, but Georgia has them too. And so that kind of film comes from the fact that this is my life. Like Julie Dash is descended from these people and she took it up on herself to document that for, you know, not only her own family, but the larger black family. And then when we look at Pinky and the fact that when you see in Pinky, the lead actress is not someone who is black, that gets into the politics of why that actress was white as opposed to being black and how if you were going to tell this story at all, what the realities of American culture um, was at that time and what was permissible and what was not permissible. So it's not as simple as a lot of us think there's a lot of complexity and by us exploring these films we talk about what has gone on in the history of our nation especially in the 20th century. Gil how significant is it that you're able to showcase the black experience on film at what some might describe as a turbulent time in American history and significantly challenging times in the African-American community? Well, you know, like I often say, you know, cinema is a reflection of how we see ourselves and how society views us. And particularly when you're dealing in a time when, um, you know, race relations have become um, complex, let's say, I think it's important, particularly for young people, to be aware of uh, their history and uh, these films that you'll see over uh, eight nights in September do a great job of uh, of documenting our history and our stories and our perspectives and uh, informing uh, the audience about uh, the realities that black people have had to live under uh, during various times uh, in recent history, not even you know history that's that long ago. So I think that viewers are going to find um, Africa Presents the uh, black experience on cinema to be entertaining first, but also educational. It's certainly an opportunity for parents and families to gather in front of the screen and watch films and hopefully kids will ask questions and will learn more about their own personal histories. so it's a, it's a good thing. I think that the reaction, I think that the message that people will take away from uh, any of the evenings that they're able to watch will be one of, uh, of positive, uh, be a positive message, and will certainly uh, be thought-provoking uh, as well as entertaining because 
of course, that's the number one thing we want to make. In choosing the films, we wanted to make sure that they were entertaining. And so, uh, you know, you'll have belly laughs watching the comedies, and you'll have to grab a tissue uh, watching uh, some of the romance stories that we present. But uh, you'll the takeaway in on every evening will be one that's uh, memorable. And talk to us about the discussion and how in between each film and after each film each evening, uh, that discussion can continue on at home, in the classroom, or perhaps with members of the African American Film Critics Association. Well, definitely, if you're on social media, do follow us <laughs> at the AFCA, A-A-F-C-A, um, on Twitter. Yes, on and Twitter. AAFCA on Instagram. And we actively, we want you to engage with our members, uh, you know, about these films or about questions or issues that you may have in cinema, period. You know, that's why we exist, to uh, inform, to educate the public about the cinematic arts. So we encourage you to follow us, to like us, and uh, to definitely you know, share with us your thoughts and opinions about the movies that you're seeing today, movies that are coming out right now, or movies that, you know, came out a few years ago. Are we entering a period with respect to African-American cinema? Certainly there appear to be more opportunities. Uh, there are more studios greenlighting films that are targeted at an African-American audience, and those movies are doing quite well. I, I think of Black Klansman as, as one recently, the new Spike Lee film that's been out now for about a month. I think that every period um, when you had black exploitation, that was an era of opportunity. So what we're seeing now is more evolution than something brand new. So as you have people who've come before, they set a foundation, and you're able to walk into those footsteps and then to continually ele elevate. So what we're seeing now, we're seeing people who are rising to the level of producing certain things, writing on um, shows or doing films that may not have been envisioned in a grand way. Like even when we talk about Black Panther, we also have to acknowledge that in the past, you know, we have had filmmakers who envisioned us as superheroes. But, you know, it's all a process. And I think that that's what the black experience on film shows you, that what you see today has been something that we have been working towards ever since the beginning of cinema. Rhonda, there may be some of our listeners who are not familiar with the phrase black exploitation, that genre of films. Would you explain what that is? Well, if you know films like The Mac, <laughs> if you know, um, if you, yeah, I was thinking Shaft. If yes. you Superfly. are, yes, Superfly, Foxy which Brown. was yes, yes. So you may not know it by name, but you definitely know it on screen. And it's so, characterized by. It's characterized. By um, a lot of times, these were films that were definitely predominantly black cast films. It showed um, black people. A lot of times, when we talk about Pam Greer and we talk about Miss um, Dobson, we are talking about strong people who are but exaggerated portrayals. Exaggerated, but they're still they're still you know um, I don't know if we can say kicking a and taking no names at the time. You know, there was a sense in the 70s of this kind of renewed energy, and you saw that eking out into the 
um, films. I know that in speaking to some people who were in that era, they talk about how many jobs were available, how you had, um, you know, men like Fred Williamson, they were training in martial arts and through these films, they were able to share those skills. They were able to show themselves as cool and collective. There was this great sense of fashion. You know, it was kind of the employing of the kind of aesthetic that you were seeing on the streets that was being transferred on film. And I think that what we're seeing now across film and TV in particular is we're seeing all of these black folks who are now specifically intentionally becoming filmmakers who are taking all the things that they have learned from their lived experiences as well as studying the craft of you know their profession their avocation and sharing it with the rest of us in case you're just joining us we're talking to Gil Robertson he is the founder and the leader of the African-American Film Critics Association. And he has brought with him in studio today Rhonda Rashap and Rice, who collectively together have worked on a very special month of programming on Turner Classic Movies, The Black Experience on Film. Rhonda, do you think that in The Black Experience on Film, there is a decade that stands out any more than another with respect to our stories? That is a hard question because for me, what I want to communicate, and I think what the other um, critics also communicate, is that for each period, that's a sign of progress. So in the real time of considering when these movies were being made by today's standards, it may not seem like a, a lot of progress, but in that time frame, those were victories too. And I really, for me, want for people to take that away. Like for you to know that what you see, for example, with Imitation of Life, with Louise Beavers, like, People may only see the made mammy figure, but for that time for you to learn that this woman who is characterized in this way, that she was an accomplished actress. I think a lot of times we don't really um, get that. These people were Louise Beavers. When you talk about the great at the waters these people were, had conquered other entertainment stages and they were pioneering and breaking ground in a Hollywood arena. Or even when we talk about Within Our Gates, Evelyn Prier, who stars in that film, and it's very important that in 1920, when Oscar Michel made that film, that the star was a black woman who had conquered stages in Chicago and New York. So she was well known. So it's very important for me that we get that these people that we look to or that may be written in some of the trades or um, you know film criticism and histories as being marginalized people were absolutely top professionals in their own right in their own time. And actually being quite trailblazers. Yeah, I mean, because then, you know, you see, uh, I think it was 
Sidney Poitier's uh, second film. You know, uh, a number of Sidney Poitier films are included over the course of the eight nights, but uh, you really, the series really does offer uh, you, the audience, to see a trajectory of uh, how these performers uh, settled into their roles as actors. And, um, you know, the, the opportunity to see Eartha Kitt and Sammy Davis Jr. and Anna LaCosta is something that is so sweet. I mean, I hope no one misses that, that those performances. So it's, um, it's uh, you know, Lena Horne in, in Stormy Weather uh, and Cabin in the Sky. You know, um, or even when we talk about Sidney Poitier, I mean, one of the films that I absolutely adore is A Warm December. And I don't think that, you know, when we talk about the early 1970s, that we think of this romance between a doctor and an African princess is who she was. And also it deals with a disease that is you know, very relevant to our community. And this is a movie that Sidney Poitier starred in and directed in the early 1970s. And, you know, even when we talk about Claudine, like showing black love, like a lot of us, I know recently, AFCA, we did a program where we featured Love Jones and it's, it's turned 21 this year. And so... Thanks for making everybody feel a little old there, okay? <laughs> but, you know, we also have to recognize, like, we wanted to tell a whole lot of stories. And when we think of Sidney Poitier, a lot of times we think of him as being the trailblazing model black man and so forth within the context of a larger white world and to see him look inward. And so different from, you know, the Uptown Saturday Nights and where he is ever bit as debonair and the object of his affection is, you know, a black woman and he's gone to London, you know, for her. And I mean, it's a very sweeping romance. So uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, the entire month of September, four films each night uh, introduced and discussed by members of the African American Film Critics Association. If uh, listeners are interested in more information about AFCA or if they would like to see more about the African American experience on film on Turner Classic Movies this month, where can we look online? Well, Turner, there's a dedicated page or pages on uh, the TCM website, so you would go to tcm.com front slash AAFCA, or of course you can go to our website at uh, aafca.com, and you'll find promo videos and uh, the nights when uh, uh, each of these you know theme theme nights uh, will be shown. Well, by the time you're hearing this, the first two nights are in the books. Perhaps you can find those great films on demand on Turner Classic Movies. Rhonda Rache Penrice, Gil Robertson, president, founder of the African American Film Critics Association. It is always a pleasure to see you. Rhonda, don't make it such a long time before you come back and visit us again. Again, if you want more information about AFCA, that's aafca.org. And of course, you can Google Turner Classic Movies for the entire rundown of the films, the Black Experience on Film this month, Tuesdays and Thursdays, four films each night on Turner Classic Movies. Again, so good to see both of you. Thanks for being with us, and we will uh, talk real soon again about 
films that we ought to be looking forward to this fall. Have a great one. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, condo 29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.